They're bros. They're dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. Yeah, let's start. Hey, guys. Welcome to Bro Dads. Episode six. Episode Uki? I, I don't know any. We don't know the words. terms yet. I, you know what? I have something to talk about. Uh, regret. I, it's, I, we could talk about. I don't want to talk about regret. Okay. Because that's a heavy topic. But well, I mean, I, I don't really have many regrets. <sighs> well, you probably didn't ruin your sister's caretaker's weekend. Oh. But, oh man, I. I, okay, well, it's not regret. But I made a terrible mistake this weekend. Okay. Uh, so my sister, if you don't know, I have a Down syndrome sister, uh, and she's no one told her that my uncle died like a year ago. What? A year? A year ago? Yeah, like we went to his funeral like a at least a year ago. Did she go? No, no. That'd be oh. so funny. They're like, you show up at the funeral. Nobody tell Tara. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Tommy's sleeping in a box. <laughs> it's okay. Jeez. Uh no, he so he died. My dad wouldn't tell her. He's like, I just don't want to deal with it. And I'm like, well, that's wow. weird. And so he didn't come. So anyway, there's a family reunion this summer, and I was like, do you think you'd want to go, Tara? And she's like, yeah, I can see Uncle Larry and Uncle Tommy. And I'm like, oh, oh Tommy's dead. Oh, you know. And then she <laughs> she was like, what? I gotta go. And then oh <laughs> shit. She hung up the phone, and I'm like, oh my god. I texted her caregiver, and I was like, hey. Uh, I guess nobody told my sister my uncle died like a year ago, and I just mentioned it. Damn. And um, anyway, anyway, warning shot, and apparently, <laughs> and then like thirty minutes later, her caregiver was like, "Yeah, it's pretty rough out here. It's pretty rough oh. over here right now." And then my mom got a call, and they're like, "I am ready to kill your son." <laughs> <laughs> but it's not your fault. I don't know. I probably could have done it a little bit because when she said, "Oh, yeah, I get to see Uncle Tommy," I should have like been like, "Ooh, I gotta tell her beforehand." Oh, Rather did you? Did oh, I thought you like forgot and were just saying it in the moment. Uh, well, I mean, I was, but yeah. in the moment, I should have been a little more thoughtful and been like, "I'll tell her." Like, I should have been like, "Ooh, we need to tell her in a proper way." But see, but I me being like, "Oh, he's dead." And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, he's dead. He's been dead for a while. But he was like an old man. Like, no big deal. You know? Yeah. And she's like, Tommy, I have to go now. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're, ah, uh, shit, bye. You know? And then I'm like, I get why my dad didn't say anything. Uh, no, he should have said something I, a year ago. And then you wouldn't have had to do it then. You wouldn't have had to do yeah, it last week. Yeah, yeah. But it would. I should, I should have been thoughtful about how it affected... Yeah, the caregivers because those caregivers it ruined their d evening and yeah. night. <laughs> but again, it would have ruined their day and night a year ago. Yeah, maybe or well, or she would have been with us and it would have yeah, ruined yeah. our time. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, somebody's uh, time would have been ruined, dude. It would have been pretty funny to go to the family reunion and then. If she asks about Tommy, be like, oh, Tommy's dead around a bunch of people she hasn't seen for years. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I'm going to go get some smokes. And then just leave her with the, my cousins. Good gracious. Hey, anybody want some Rainier beer? I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> and, 
and just go to the other side of the park and just watch him. Like, oh, look at this grenade I just set off. And they're all guilty. They would all be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no, dude. Because, like, to me, I'm like, the caregivers are like, it was a bad night. And I'm like, I don't know. Just let her cry. She'll let her cry in the room. She'll fall asleep eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's which to me is like normal. But they're like, no, we had to soothe her and help her. And da, 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 da. I mean, you can only do so much. Yeah. If, if somebody's crying in a fit of like uncontrollable grief, eventually you just get tuckered out and go to sleep. Yeah. But I'm, if they're, but if you keep soothing them, maybe they'll stay awake. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, that's basically how my mom told me my dad died. Um, I, she waited a year. No, no, no. <laughs> Man, she I, had a funeral. <laughs> um, that was literally the worst day of my life because. Uh, How old were you? Thirteen, fourteen. Ah, uh, what a terrible I was going, time to lose your dad. Because I was going into high school, I think. And we we went to Myrtle Beach with a church um, that we that I was attending at the time. My friend was was attending it. And so I was like, kind of like, I wasn't a part of this congregation. I was just like one of the people who yeah. would come in. And uh, we went to Myrtle Beach. My cousin went with us. His name's Jarvis. And he's a liar because we get we get there and he says he can swim. He's like, I'll teach you how to <laughs> swim. I'm like, all right. So we start swimming or whatever we thought we were doing. And we got out too far, and we both almost drowned. He had to stay in the hospital in Myrtle Beach, and I was able to be on the bus with a congregation who had to witness a kid be drowned. <laughs> and my friend's Did mom they leave was Jervis? so yeah he was yeah he was in Myrtle Beach. His mom had to go get him like a couple of days later. Oh my god, man! I, I remember just sitting on the back of the bus and people just like looking back at me like, "You son of a bitch! <laughs> you killed Jarvis!" Yeah, and it's like he's the lion sack of shit that said he could swim. <laughs> and uh, um, they dropped me off at my house, my uh, my friend and his mom. And my mom was like at the door, and you know she's never at the door. I walk in and she's like, "Hey, your dad died." And it wow, was just like, dude. it was like, man, this day is going to sketch some shit in my brain. Yeah. Jeez. She was, and then it was just like, you know, what was a funeral like two days later or like, um, no, it was like a week later. Cause man. I think he died that day. Holy um, shit. So yeah. she, she must have just dealt with it and then was like, well, I mean, did you even get to tell her about Jarvis? They were already separated. So oh. she never like, uh, so she's just relaying the info. Yeah. And uh, um, Jar, oh, they knew they knew about Jarvis. They knew everything because they got a call. Um, and <laughs> man, I, you know, it was one of those things. You know, you're like, oh, what's going on? Because that was my best friend at the time. You know, and you're, you're just like, and and then you're like, in the movies, your mom comes and hugs you and stuff, but she didn't do any of that. She was just kind of like. You got to get out of the bathroom. People need to use it. You know, like there's people here. Yeah, because like, it's so, all the chaos. And Man. so I, you know, so, but you know what it did for me though it it made me like not get so uh, 
sentimental over death unless it's like tragic or like yeah like you got murdered or you had an accident that's something different oh i know it's uh I, th- I I feel the same way about like death. You just you're like, yeah, it's not good, but you you gotta move on. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I know, but that's where I was at with my sister. I was like, she she's gonna grieve him, and then we'll be okay. Yeah, you know, I saw her today. God, and I feel you know people. I don't know because like most people would be like, they'll they'll be like, if she's crying about it or upset, they want to comfort her. Yeah, but then. <laughs> If you've been, I mean, this is the way my sister is, and I've met other Down syndrome people. Like, once she realizes that she can get comforted, yeah. she will milk the shit out of that. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? I yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I was hard today, and we were around other people, and I'm like, she's like, you know that thing about Tommy? I'm like, yeah, but don't. Like, <laughs> let's not get weird. You can get. I'll give you a ride if you start crying. You're getting in the car and you're going home. You can't. And I just, and I know, I mean, to most people, they're like, Dad, you're an asshole. But it's like, yeah, but she'll have such, and she's like, no, I'm going to be good. I got this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you do. But then she was like, too over the top, you know, and, yeah. uh, but it was fine. I mean, I just, you know, it, it's, uh, I just don't, there's a level of accept, acceptance because there's times where she'll just, you know, and but it's funny because it's like, Everybody experiences those moments of grief for people yeah. they've lost. Even if it's someone that you lost 10 years ago. You, but most people are like, time to go back to my shitty job. You yeah. know, and then you come back after lunch. You know, you just wind up just eating a sandwich in your car sad. Yeah. Take a few more extra bites to... I think, uh, <laughs> I think if he would have passed when I was older, I probably wouldn't have had the same reaction. There's got to be a level of resilience that happens when you lose a parent in high school, though. I mean, you got to be, I would think that would kind of, like, I mean, it kind of toughens you up, at least with your, you know, attitude towards, like, you can handle bad news. You handle that, you can, you know, and someone's like, oh, you got a a D on your test. You're like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. I mean, I, it did kind of lead me astray a little bit, though, because I kind of stopped going to school and... That's when I, that was kind of like around the time I was experimenting with stuff like drinking and 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 stuff, and I ended up going to juvie for thirty days. So, uh, what'd you go to juvie for? Um, truancy, just missing school. Oh my god, that's the dumbest yeah thing to send a kid to juvie for. Like it, you know, we were doing other way more yeah, illegal right, things, right, right, but uh. <laughs> I mean, I think it also. I think that also changed me too because um, spending thirty days in a place that you don't want to be. Yeah, it was like, well, I don't want to go to jail. That's why it amazes me when you see people who are constantly in jail. It's like, do you not like doing what you want? Yeah, man. Do you do do you like being incarcerated? Is this something like? And maybe. Maybe it was easier for me because I don't have that thing that a lot of these guys have where they just can't not be illegal, do well, illegal stuff. You were in the military, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. didn't you must have met these military guys that are like, I'm only doing it for two years, and then the two years is up, and they're like, Well, fuck, I'll reenlist. I just don't know what yeah. else I'm going to do with myself. And then they, and then it's like they keep doing that shit, and then like they're like, Well, I'm at 15 years. I mean, yeah. I'm going to get to my 20, and it's yeah. like some people 
look at the I mean I, I feel like that with current incarceration sometimes where they're like well I can handle jail and some people even thrive in jail yeah and so then they're like well why would I quit living the way I am on the outside since yeah. I can handle this shit but yeah. dude I, I, I jail is like one of these things where it's like either do it once and you're like fuck that I'm gonna be a nun yeah or whatever and then the the, the other option is I'm gonna be a criminal <laughs> Which is silly because being a criminal is one of the worst paying professions there is. Because you you got all right, if you if you look at the line, if you look at uh how much money people make, you would have like day laborers, uh maybe people who uh just started at like Burger King. Yeah, yeah. And then steps below that would be criminal. Like the like you know like the guy who's like breaking in the cars. Oh yeah, those guys are making shit. Yeah. And, and it's like your entire life you've been doing illegal things to earn money when you could have made more money just going to McDonald's every well, day. Well, and the criminals that make money, that make a decent decent amount they're working just as hard if not harder than like a dude yeah you know what i mean like putting yeah. in eight, 40 hours a week somewhere yeah like if you're like if you're a, a drug dealer <laughs> you are busy you're you're busting your ass dude yeah. yeah you're you're working a lot you're like hustling you're driving yeah but you know but the cool thing about that is you could usually there's someone else you could be like or you could just be like ah, i'm not gonna deal drugs for a month i'm gonna go to costa rica and yeah chill you're your own boss you got what's funny people I know that were criminals and went to jail and then like got straight have a fucked up sense of morale like you know like park in a yeah. handicapped spot and you're yeah. like dude you're not supposed to park here it's like what they, they're gonna fucking send me to jail yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah I, I see that a lot with uh, people who have gone to jail for like serious stuff that their sense of where um, the morality center is you know like that yeah, line between right. what's good and what's bad is like really far to like you don't kill babies. Yeah. Right. But everything else is good. Well, I know that's a groovy thing about they're like like in prison, you're like, this guy's a child molester, let's kick his ass. And the other guy's like, Oh, this guy killed a kid. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That, Wait, that's another that's This another. Kid, this guy rapes women. He's a bad dude. Sex crime criminal. Oh, this guy shot his wife. He's okay. You know, it's just <laughs> you're like, what's Yeah, like the, that's that's another thing that I don't get like those weird like jail like they had it in juvie too, where like this one kid who um he was in there for molesting someone. He was an albino too, so it, which was so they called him Gold Dust. Ooh, that's and a good, uh, that's a great name for an albino guy. Yeah, and so they wouldn't let him sleep in the, I don't know, the dorm room area thing. He had to sleep in the hall because I, I, they beat him. Yeah, yeah, and they still beat him because uh, um, it was late at night, just laying there trying to sleep, and you just hear like, just like things hitting meat. And then him like, oh like the howl. He like it was a howl, like a, like like something you would see in like a, in like footage from like a war or something. He was like, Wah! you know, like that. Oh my god! And it's like, what, what are we, what are we doing though? I mean, we are we putting out justice for 
um, whoever he victimized. Yeah. But we also, well, I didn't have any victims. What I mean, the principal, I'm, you know, like I had a victimless crime. Yeah, but most yeah. of these people were in there for real stuff, like uh, assault and, and robbery. One guy burned a, a grocery store to the ground. <laughs> it's like those are real crimes with victims. Yeah. So it's like, so so molestation is the is beating worthy, but assaulting people. Mm, that's, that's just well, true. What's dude? Truancy must have been like this guy. We gotta just let him go like that what a goofy <laughs> crime that is it's like <laughs> just like yeah i mean I, I had a guy who was kind of a like a like a low-level drug dealer friend yeah. and he but he got caught up in a big drug deal and that's what he wound up doing a doing a he went to federal for a year Good gracious. and so he was in a federal penitentiary with like killers yeah for a year you know and he said the Man. first night he was so afraid and he couldn't shit for, you know, days. You know, he wasn't shitting for days leading up to it. Yeah. And uh and he'd never been in jail or anything. And yeah. so, you know, you're shitting like just like, hey Bob, you know, yeah. you're just on the fucking toilet. <laughs> and so he's his stomach's absolutely wrecked and he's got that first night in his with his jail cell like cellmate, which was like like this Mexican dude with like face tattoos oh, and shit. Good. And uh, so he said he was on the top bunk and his stomach's just like. <laughs> and then it gets late and he can finally kind of relax and he just lets out this like giant fart. Oh, gotta get and, your stab. And then well, the, the guy below him just goes, Oh, you're flirting with me, Torta? Oh! Can you imagine how scared you'd be? Like, finally the fart comes out. You're like, oh, God, now I can fall asleep. And then you just hear this voice from the darkness. It's like, well, we're going to have to fight to the death now. No, I'm sure that guy was laughing his ass off. Yeah, Yeah, well, there was another, like, higher level of, of incarceration, you know. And so the scary guys there, I guess, had a little more, you know, sway yeah but if you got bumped up to that like level three max then it was like you know it was just a free for like you had to you had to be hard you know to get through it but yeah dude that that uh that straightened him out he came out of there and he's like i am done with crime yeah i mean (laughs) dude it was a very it was a very simple equation to me it was like i can be i could be on the outside do whatever I want, just as long as I'm not breaking these rules that they got in a book. They yeah. got it in a book, all the rules. Or I can keep breaking the law, thinking like, mm, like what's the end game in a lot of crime? And just continue to get my freedom taken away. Yeah. And I just, I just like my my freedom too much man what's wild about criminals is like they will uh they'll they have this like weird way of like justifying like you know like they could just you can yeah. justify anything yeah like well this guy didn't leave this guy didn't lock his car door yeah he was asking to be robbed yeah and you it's know? like why well, they make these windows so breakable <laughs> <laughs> they gotta make, why did, if they wouldn't they want them broken they would make them harder windows <laughs> and he's got this all stuff in there yeah he's got Look at that! Look at that bag. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's just a bag full of dirty socks. Yeah. But you expect me to buy my own air freshener? <laughs> <laughs> this guy needs his windshield broke so I can smell like vanilla. 
<laughs> it is, dude. That that mentality is so wild. Did I tell you I evicted a lady from a rental? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, it was her. She was just like, you can't do this, and it was like you, you're not even on the lease. Like it, it yeah. was literally a a woman that our renter invited in because he's like, oh, why don't you stay with me for a month while you get uh, your while you get your shit together? Three months later, she oh, had squatters' no. rights. Oh, no. And and, and and then COVID happened, and so then the eviction mm. moratorium, and so she was living off of him for two years, dude. basically. And he came to me, he's like, dude, I fucked up, man. I got to get this lady out of here. And so we wound up evicting her, and she was... She was like bringing in children, like her, like her cousin's kids, to oh. be like, "You're gonna evict me? What about this little child?" You know? <laughs> and she was doing, she was doing meth and masturbating all the time what? in her room. Oh yeah, she had a meth pipe and dildos. Those were like I her mean, main possessions. I mean, half of that is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the kids were involved. So if she's in jail right now. Don't beat her up. Oh, she's in jail. Nah, who, I, yeah, she's got to be in jail. Yeah, if you're yes. using other people's kids as shields. Yeah. <laughs> she, she'd invite these cousins over that were only half, like, they were, like, they were... Like, distant cousins and stuff. Well, distant cousins, but also, like, mentally incapacitated. You know, they, like, there's this dude that was living there, and he's like, but she said I could live there in my car. I'm about to fix it. You know, and he's like, oh dude, got that weird God. stare where it's like, yeah. but, but I thought I could live here because she said I brought my duffel bag and everything. <laughs> And I'm like, buddy, you gotta go. We just yeah. like you're not part of the the. He's like, but what? Do I, I'm sorry. So I didn't tow his car. He he got it fixed. I offered to get to tow it to where he was going, but yeah. man, we had to tow this lady's car. We'd take all her shit out, put it in the yard. Nobody yeah. grabbed it, so it got thrown away. It was it was a wild experience, and you know he hated seeing it. And but what was wild is like she was such a criminal mindset person. Yeah. So all her shit was laying out for days and she never got it. And, yeah. But it was like, why didn't you get it? You know? And, uh, she, she, she so it wound up, uh, a, a service had to come by, pick it all up and they fucking just throw it away. Yeah. So I get a call from a woman saying she's with a woman's shelter and she's like, yeah, I'm here. And I just need to know where all her belongings are. I'm like, she didn't pick them up. Yeah. She had, there was, and there was all this paperwork filed. You got to pick up your shit. Like, and she, you know, she was served all this paperwork. She never came and got it. And they're like, you will suffer the wrath of the uh, Lyndon B. Johnson Women's Center, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Man. I'm like, no social worker would ever speak. Yeah. Anyway, it wound up being some other criminal lady that she yeah. had call us. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, was, it was wild, man. I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was afraid for a few days where I was like, am I, am I going to have to, is this woman going to find me and attack me and now... I'm going to get in a fight with a lady in public. Yeah. And but, I'll be like, no, you don't understand. She, but once people see that like really black incisor tooth, they're like, well, <laughs> that's a meth addict. And she, she can no, fight man, those. she, she had all her teeth. She had oh. clean skin. You would not, to see her, you would not. No. How is she getting away with that? I would bet it was the, she probably broke up her meth smoking with the masturbation. <laughs> 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 Once the addiction gets bad enough and you eliminate the masturbation, then that's when the teeth go. Yeah. But I think she was just riding out the high, flicking the bean right up until the end. <laughs> she was, it feels so good being high on meth and masturbating. I'm going to keep doing this right up until this meth. I also, I'm assuming it's meth. Yeah. She could it could have been weed like just she could have just been smoking dabs or whatever out of those. Yeah, because we just found all the glass pipes. Yeah, and not but they weren't like. You know, weed glass pipe with a bowl. It was like yeah. the, like 
the little things that hold roses in the gas station. Oh, that is that's meth. That, yeah, yeah, no, that, that it's yeah. like crack or meth. But yeah. she still, I was like, how does she not look more fucked up? She was forty. I mean, well, who knows? Maybe she just got into it at forty. You yeah, know? Like, or maybe you know, some people are just extremely like. If she never touched meth. She would be like Jennifer Lopez, you know, like yeah, yeah. Because Jennifer yeah. Lopez is like fifty, and you're like, how is that right. possible? Yeah, you wonder, like, it, it, yeah, like is she so well kept? Like, is J Lo kept together so well that if just one, like she she tries meth once, it's all just gonna be like she'll turn into. <laughs> she's she just gonna turn into the crypt keeper after just one puff of meth because everything's just being just it's just barely yeah because it was like madonna you're like damn madonna looks fucking great for 55 oh man did you see um martha stewart yeah that's pretty insane 81 yeah it's like dude Dude. i mean that's cool but also sports illustrated you can't find a hot 30 year old yeah or a hot 40 year old yeah get a hot 40 she's 80 they knew what they were doing you want to say you want how many (laughs) Yeah, because what what are they? standards doing? are too high. What other eighty-one-year-old looks half? I'm not, that's the first eighty-one-year-old that I've said she's hot. Right, but what do you like? What? How do you fantasize? How there are young there are young men getting a getting a Sports Illustrated because yeah. their parents had to block the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Chapping up their hands, <laughs> so they're sneaking their dad's Sports Illustrated, and they're looking at Martha Stewart, going, "I guess this is just gonna have to be it." And then now they're gonna have some weird fetish, and they're gonna go out in the world when they're twenty and break some poor lady's hip. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're gonna have a weird, you know, fetish for oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> It'll be like, I, I made Nana come. And then, <laughs> where are my cookies? They're sucking on Werther's originals. One pump for every Werther's. That's what's going to happen. And she's, they won't even ever experience doggy style because if that's how they dislocate their hips. <laughs> it's, I just don't think you should fantasize about somebody who spreads their leg and dust comes out. It doesn't seem right. Listen, if it was Sports Illustrated for geriatrics, I'd be okay. I don't, you know, they, she stood up and walkered away from that. I don't, I don't think it's good. They just, the only reason she agreed to it is because she didn't take her medicine for a day. She didn't know where she was at. I think it's, I think it's mean. She, she's wearing a swimsuit. She can't even swim. She just floats around like one of those skeletons that have lost all the moisture and density. <laughs> this is the problem I have with it. Well, this, we are. Oh man, this is. Anyway, uh, I performed for a retirement home last week. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was a corporate gig. I bid it like a corporate gig. Yeah. So, so because I've I've been asked to do retirement homes, but if you're like anyone more than 150 bucks, they're like, whoa, we yeah. This was a fully like, I, I've charged the, the what I would charge for if I was performing for Pepsi. Yeah. And I, the way they put it was, you're performing for the doctors and the nurses and like the staff okay. and and then other people. We're re, we're like rewarding the people of the retirement home. Yeah. And I uh, get there. And it, it was, it was like there were vendors there and they were serving beer and wine, but like okay. the audience was, 
filling out half an hour early and it was the residence of the oh, like in, in Disney there's an area like every, before every ride there's like a stroller parking it's just f- filled with strollers yeah that was happening except for it was walkers oh roll walkers yeah, and then there yeah. were a bunch of people in like the little wheelchairs but I don't know what retirement homes even are because this was like maybe it was assisted living but it was also like a lot of people were fine yeah but like maybe it was assisted living. Yeah. There was some assisted living because there were some people who did not know what was happening. Yeah. And like during my set, some people were getting whisked away because it was time to give them medicine. Oh shit! At one point, I just go, "Just wait till they're laughing and throw a pill in the throat," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept calling this one lady Wheels. She, was, <laughs> she had the like, <laughs> and she was funny. There was an older couple there. Huh. There, there was an older couple, and they were having fun. But I think one of them was maybe needed help, and yeah. the other person was, you know. And then, but then there was another older couple that seemed like a y- young, like you know what I mean by young elderly, like yeah. people in their like seventies, but they're like out yeah. doing stuff, vacationing, whatever. They get, they kind of had that energy. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. So this place has all different types of people. Anyway, those people after my set came up to me and they're like, that was great. We just put my mom in here. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how old are these people? <laughs> like, they both had like silver hair and they're wearing like sporty clothes. They're like, this is a great place. I'm glad we chose it for my mom if they're doing this kind of stuff. I'm but like, you know what? If I was married, I'm not going to the same old folks' home as my wife. Uh, dude, because I, I want to be. If I'm old, I want to be clapping old cheeks. You know, I don't want to be. We've already been together for fifty years. Let's yeah. we'll meet. We'll meet again in the cemetery when we got plots next. Have to you? Other. Do you know that that is like a real thing? Like retirement homes are the the biggest uh, pl- the one of the biggest places for uh, STDs. How? How is it getting in? Well, is a young person bringing it in, and then oh, that's a good, no. Somebody probably reti- some old guy who was a player on the outside yeah, comes in. True, and he's yeah. like, "I'm done cooking for myself," and then he goes yeah. in there, and he he doesn't know his dick's been hurting since '58. He doesn't know what, <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't know what chlamydia is like. They or, look at it under a microscope, and they're like, "Yeah, well, we haven't seen this strain in 30 years." <laughs> 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 oh man! He's like, this is herpes. He's like, I thought it was the chicken pox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, that's well, that's that generation. Everybody like, hey, you want to have a chicken pox party? <laughs> it's all just a herpes party. <laughs> Shit, dude. Yeah, they're well. My kids used to play fiddle at like not an assisted living place, like a retirement home. Like they, yeah. everybody was independent. And they just really it was just they would serve food, but they could come okay. and go. Some of them had cars that they would, you know. So All it right. was like, yeah, it was like yeah. they were everyone was pretty independent. Those people were like my kids would play like so before in the afternoon, my kids would come play fiddle with like this little fiddle troupe. Yeah, of like kids, there would be like a guy like oiled hair oh, and like in a little right. suit and he's like hello ladies you know yeah. and then there's me and i'm like i'm like who's this guy picking up and then you turn <laughs> over and there's like women who've rouged their cheeks <laughs> and, you know <laughs> wearing like a flapper dress you're like yo what is happening here are old people still doing like normal sex like are they do like if let's say your thing is to come on them titties. <laughs> uh, do 
if you're like 80, do you still like? Well, if your thing is to uh, come on tits, the nice thing is you wouldn't have to like get oysters. <laughs> You just you pull out and point down at that point, probably. You're just to the side. Just, you might have to move them out of the way just to go in. That's man, we're gonna lose all of our elderly. Do you, <laughs> do you think? I've never thought about this, but you think when an old guy has sex with an old lady, and if they're doing a missionary, does he just take her boobs and put them on his shoulder, and you get that much more intimacy? <laughs> That's, you know, that's because then you're just that much more intimate. You're like, dude, I've never been a part of the underboob. <laughs> Man. And then she, he's, you know, he's like, yeah. I bet, I bet old guys having sex in missionary have to be careful for their nuts not to fall in their, in the lady's butt crack. <laughs> like, you got to relax or else you are going to, you're going to walnut. You're going to open. You got a nutcracker back there. Matilda? Mildred? I don't know what the names are. Mildred is the. Would they do. You think men's balls still like are sensitive at that age? Nah, dude. No. When you got a couple of fucking hacky sacks in a, <laughs> in a burlap bag, I mean, how? You know what I mean? You think. <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy. I mean, everybody's balls start to sag, but there's something that happens at age 60 where it's just like fucking droopy dog's cheeks. <laughs> You know, like how does it just there's a point where it's like yeah that that's why i wear supportive underwear <laughs> <laughs> have you seen these new underwear where they got like a separate area for i got your- them dude yeah i wear them on special occasions are they comfortable absolutely they're the best because it, it looked weird to me like it's, oh i'm gonna put my penis and balls in a separate it's awesome huh yeah All yeah right. Looks Penis like and balls underwear. Reach out to us. We <laughs> spot. I will. I if you if I get a penis and balls underwear, I will do the podcast wearing just those underwear. Please, uh, <laughs> don't yeah, spot me. You're like don't do it. Bother. Do it. It'll help with um, our Instagram numbers. Yeah. It's uh yeah man, your junk looks better than ever because everything's like yeah you know, separated and uh you know there's any kind of yeah I wish I would have they're expensive though. I mean, they're like twenty bucks a pair or something. Good gracious. I don't know if they're that. Maybe I might be. Remember, but I just I know like I get I've gotten them for gifts at this point. Yeah, and it's so funny because I'm like, today's a special day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my ball and dick separator pants. <laughs> yeah, it's it. They are fantastic. Uh, I don't, you know, I like like it's fun, days where I have shows. I'll do it, but. Uh, yeah, so it was, anyway, I did a uh, retirement home, and it you know wound up being a lot of fun. Uh, mm. It was weird though, because there are people that are like, uh, you know, like they you don't yeah. know if they're having fun. But then you know, I was playing to like the people in the back who worked there and stuff, and then everybody in the front was like really into it. And uh, see, yeah, I think that's wild. an important um, skill for a comedian. It's like when you're in a room like that, you um, want to play to the people who are actually paying attention and not trying to win over people who are not there for that. No, it's such a fine line between like playing to the audience, but also not pandering. Yeah. You know, like I didn't want to be, you know, like I wasn't, (laughs) 
it's funny because like if a, a new comic seeing what I was doing, they'd probably be like, "You don't do." Because at one point I was like, I was like, I put on my depends so I could fit in, everybody. <laughs> you know. Like, it was just, you know. Yeah, and, but <laughs> see, I like I like that method because what you're doing now is, you know, the people who are conscience and they're like paying attention they're like yeah okay he he gets what we're he gets what we have to deal with in in here yeah and you know the people who would probably be offended by it they don't they you know they haven't had their medicine yet so they don't even know what's going on <laughs> well and i will say if you're like people who are afraid to perform for an older audience don't know enough older people they're yeah. basing it on their one racist grandpa or whatever. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, he's a Nazi. <laughs> but- <laughs> Check his attic. He's got some questionable shit in there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen this gun on Call of Duty. What is- <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, you know, I, old people to me, I, lo- I like it. Like, it's, they, you can't, they're not offended. They, they've seen, you know, they, they lived through the 70s. Yeah. You know, they if don't you're 70 years shit. old right now, you've seen life basically flip on its head. If you were alive for the Kennedy assassination yeah. and Nixon being like, I'm done being president. <laughs> if you saw those two things and yeah. 9-11, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to get upset at my ball sack joke? I mean, give me a fucking <laughs> joke. You know what I mean? They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people who were alive during segregation and saw a black president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they had to be like, oh, anything's possible yeah. at this point. <laughs> Next thing you know, we'd be sending goats to space and shit. Dude, like that, yeah. In everything. the 1980s, there was a TV show about a trucker with a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the guy, I can't remember the actor, but he's like... Clint Eastwood? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was Yeah, they're like, what kind of adventures are they going to get into this week? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. It's a trunker with a monkey. They're probably going to fucking do crime. <laughs> if you were alive for that show... And then you see a Marvel movie, you're like, the world is infinite in its weirdness. Yes. So I I just don't think you're going (laughs) to. I mean, the 1980s, like Quantum Leap. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the Quantum Leap where he's Down Syndrome? No. Oh, my God. He's like, huh, he's looking around his room. He's like, am I a kid? And he's looking at like posters on the wall. And then he sees a mirror and it's a Down Syndrome adult. And he goes, I'm retarded. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh my god. I've seen that clip. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I remember watching oh that with god. a Down syndrome sister and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and, and and of course, anybody watching at the time was like, oh, this will be engaging. Like what yeah. what a what a what yeah, like back then it was I mean, so you know the ARC? The ARC so the ARC is an organization uh that that donates clothing oh, to yeah. like uh to like Value Village. Yeah. And that so when you buy from Value Village, you're funding the ARC. And the ARC helps people with disabilities find jobs, find housing, and it's A, lowercase R, lowercase C. ARC. The ARC. Yeah. It used to be all caps because it stood for the Association of Retarded Citizens. Oh. Until about 90 something. And then they were wow. like, Yeah, they were like, I mean, we, we, Yeah, a bunch of people in the 60s, a bunch of do gooders were like, we got to help these retards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, 
in instances like that, it's like, well, you go with the information you have at the time. Right, right. And at the time uh, when they started, they were not using retarded as like, you're a retard. They were yeah. using it. No, that was the politically correct term. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. were yeah, because the, the other term was like mongoloid. Yeah. Like <laughs> that was yeah. yeah, that was the mean thing. Yeah. It's, so it's I mean, context matters, you know. Yeah. Like when that's why it was so funny when you're like, We should cancel this guy for saying this thing back in seventy two. You're like, Well, hey, have you met the people that live back then? Because yeah. they're saying way crazy shit. Yeah. Like r- remember when that whole um um, John Wayne um, interview oh, Playboy yeah, went yeah, up. First of all, the guy dude. was dead. He's been dead for a while. But people were really upset at the things he said. And it's like, that guy was born before the Great Depression. Yeah. Like, he, he, the things that he said, like, to his friends, you... Yeah, what he said yeah, when the cameras were off must yeah, have been way crazy. Yeah, you would just push that type of person out in the sea on a little canoe. <laughs> it's like, you cannot be a part of this society. But that was that was normal. And I, I really don't like when society starts going back and going, well, we have, we have these standards now and you guys from the past do not... Um, fulfill it you you flunk right. the test and it's like well they didn't even know that a test was happening back then they were saying what they were there was a lot more that you could say and could get away with especially when you're a star you're john wayne yeah it's like you play Elvis genghis Pro- khan yeah it, it, <laughs> you gotta think it, you gotta yeah. be like i can do anything yeah when you're <laughs> when you're that big it's like elvis presley John Wayne in the in you know like in like the hugeness of what you were doing, so yeah he you know if you talk to someone enough they will say something especially when you're old yeah man you will say something like Richard Dreyfus um a couple weeks ago he was like so we can't play black people anymore <laughs> his 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 uh. argument was Othello which has a black um yeah yeah character and um. Lawrence, Lawrence Olivier, yeah, played him. He yeah. played it, but I mean, and then he's like, "So you, we're not gonna let anybody play." And I, he's missing the point completely. He's, miss, <laughs> he's missing the point completely. But at some point, you gotta you gotta say what well, these people's brains stop developing when stuff like retard and and, and 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 Negro was just right. what, that was what you said to not seem like an asshole, right? So uh, at some yeah, point, yeah, like gotta, I gotta keep learning new words. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I I give a lot. I give old people a lot more um, leave with exceptions. You know, like if you if you are like with it, yeah. You know, if you're like with it, and you're on social media. And you're like talking about stuff. I'm less likely to be like, oh, they can say Orientals. It's like, no, you, you, you know the difference. You, you set up your Wi-Fi in your house. You yeah, know, Oriental is a tough one because what is it? You, it doesn't apply. You can say it about objects but not people. So like Oriental flavor, Oriental rug. But when people are like, oh, it's an Oriental fella, yeah, like. Trying to explain that concept. Yep, that's 
to to people who are just they're like but what like yeah but i'm not being racist i'm just telling you i i, I like the people of oriental they're like I, yeah. it was an oriental fella it's like are you just trying not to say chinaman at this point <laughs> And, you know, so I, it's, dude, I know so many white people that say Oriental as a, as a way to just, just which is funny because I'm like, what even is that? Like, yeah. well, it's funny because then there's a lot of people that like, oh, you're, you're, you're like, if you're Korean or Japanese or Vietnamese, it's all Chinese. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> which is so funny. I mean, you know, and, and it's funny because like. It's it's only white people that I've ever seen say that, but that's just because I'm mainly around white people. I'm sure, I'm sure there's black guys that are doing that. Yeah, I'm, but, <laughs> but here's the thing: I know the difference between like Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, but that's only because I watch that porn a lot, <laughs> so I know the differences. But I mean, she's got those Muay Thai legs. <laughs> Must be Thai. <laughs> Man, I was in. Uh, all you gotta do is say Asian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the easiest thing to be to transfer from. Like, all you gotta be like, oh, it's an Asian person. Yeah. Like, that's the fucking easiest thing. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, people, they don't. Yeah. You know, they don't. They don't. They don't know. They don't I, know. You know what? I feel like they know. <laughs> but it's that. I'm not going to budge on this thing that I've been doing forever. Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I feel like that's why we keep going through these cycles in human history where we, we we're like, we're, we're banning books. We're burning um, things. We, we're getting more restrictive. And then like, oh, we're learning new stuff. People are getting freedoms again. People um, got a whole bunch of freedoms. Oh, now we're back to burning right. books. And I think it's because after so many generations get older, they get older, but they still have power. They then go, well, when I was young, we were doing it like this, and I was totally happy. Yeah. And now that, you know, a man with a beard is wearing a dress, that's weird to me, and I want to go back to burning books. And it's like, I, I feel like that's what's... No, I think you, it's a yin and yang. You go too far one way, and then they're like, whoa, dial it back, dial it back. Yeah. I blame WAP. <laughs> when Wet Ass Pussy came out, and it was on the radio, and half of the song couldn't get played. Yeah. Why put that on the radio? Then, then that's when people came out of the woodworks and were like, it's time for us to make some rules. <laughs> Um, which is funny because I'm like, get, song, there were plenty of songs like that in like underground yeah. music that wasn't hitting mainstream. But as soon as you know people hurt, you know it's it's funny because I feel like there's people in society that feel like it is like Disney's job or the 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 radio's job yeah. to be like, what about the kids? And it's like, yeah. bitch, what about you fucking watching your kids? Because yeah. like, <laughs> dude, I hate that. Is, that is such a it, it gets. It almost gets to the point where it's like, did you want us to raise your kids? Is yeah, that what's going kinda. on? Because I mean, like you know, I had a I had a kid. Well, I still got her. It's yeah, not yeah, like she yeah, yeah. died. She's still around. Um, but um, if there was something on TV and I was like, mm, this is a little too much. Yeah, we turned it. 
And if she asked a question, because she did a lot, she asked, she would go, well, why can't I watch that? I would look her in the eyes and I would go, because that person's head was missing. <laughs> and blood was just shooting up. And I don't think you should be watching that right now. And that's all you have to do. And when it comes to stuff like, well, what do I say about, what do I say when my son sees two gay people kiss it's like you can't tell you can't look at your kid and be like hey sometimes people like um the opposite sex but sometimes people like the same sex or sometimes people like no sex and the kid will usually understand what that is and just keep keep going about their lives you don't have to some people want to just keep their kids in like these bubbles yeah and then when they get out the bubble they end up killing four people in idaho that's what (laughs) that that's why you gotta you you gotta at least at least try to explain st- some things to your kids. Yeah, man. And yeah. And, and and it's crazy to me because you know Faith had the question like, "What's gay? What's gay?" And it's like, "Oh, that's when somebody likes the same sex, and so they that's what they are attracted to, and that's what they will go after." And she just was like, "Okay," and yeah. she was like six or seven or whatever, and it's like that was it. Never had another conversation about it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's that's a simple thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty thick out there right now, though, man. In the uh, world of high school, because oh, uh, yeah, now yeah, everybody's yeah. gay. Yeah, be- it's a it's a lot of letters, dude. It's it's if you're asexual, you're gay. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're polyamorous, you're one of the gays. See, and I don't like that. <laughs> that that no. Just, it's like everybody's on the spectrum. Dude, it has been it has been wild to see the difference between my oldest son and my youngest son. Yeah. Um, but you know, on on the like with censoring them though, you ever seen the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Like, the movie opens up to him snorting coke out of a hooker's ass. Holy crap! And I totally forgot how gnarly this movie was. (laughs) It's a Martin Scorsese movie, right? But I was like, I don't remember any graphic sex, which there's a ton. Yeah, and then I don't. I was like, "Are you a gra- was, are you a are you a sex person or a violence person?" Because uh, so, most parents fall into, "I don't want my kids to see violence," or "I don't want to want my kids to see sex." So you know, it's funny because I had this debate because I was a violence person, and Amanda yeah. convinced me, and I and I I agreed with her when she told me about it. She's like, she's like, the violence in movies is so over the top. Our kids are never going to be exposed to the kind of insane violence that is going on in the, you know, there's no point where they're going to be like, see a Wolverine fucking stabbing 18 government agents with, you know, fists uh, or whatever. And, uh, but she's like, but there is an opportunity where they're going to go bang. So it's like sex is a lot more real. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want to get him exposed. So the hooker with, I mean, the movie opens with that. And my oldest son was like, no, thank you. And left the room. (laughs) And my youngest son's like, whoa. And I was, like, I was like, after that scene, I was like, okay, okay, that was over. Maybe that was it. And like, it was not it, dude. It was not it. I mean, 30 minutes later, I'm like, bud, I think let's not watch this movie. And he's like, yeah, it's probably a good show. You know, I'm like, but, this is too I mean, weird, dude. But that, I mean, that's, that's just natural for you two to be kind of uncomfortable with it, but. Yeah, it was. I mean, even if him watching it alone, I'd be like, "That's a little much, dude." Um, Because I don't even think, you know, it's funny. Their curiosity, like, I mean, as soon as I had the opportunity, like, as soon as my my 
friend was like, my older brother and has some porn stashed in the whatever. Yeah. Then it was like, I'm going to go to my friend's house and rob their fucking... <laughs> I'm going to sneak in there with Navy SEAL shit. <laughs> I'm like in sixth grade. Like, how, He's only 18 miles from my house. I bet I could walk there and walk back in the middle of the night for this pornography. Like it was like whatever it takes, you know. I'm leaving my, my cousin. I was like we crashed at his house one time. I'm leaving with like fucking, you know, like he had like a deck of cards with nude women on it. Yeah, he totally was missing like the king and the cards, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, eight, the seven of Japanese boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely doing whatever I could to like steal naked imagery, and my kids have they. I mean, it's so easy. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, dude, it's like it's almost like hard to avoid not, it. Yeah. yeah. So the, I mean, they, but they are like, they're like, oh yeah, whatever, and like don't care. I yeah. think it's low testosterone for this whole generation. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I I think so because I was um I was looking at um photos of my my daughter, and I was like. Are are new people being made smaller now? Because <laughs> I remember being twenty. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really thin in my twenties, but like she is like her entire frame looks small, and that's like a lot of these um, females look more like Ariana Grande now than yeah. than a J Lo. I don't know, man. My son's high school's got a lot of fatties, dude. There's, <laughs> there's, there's man. a lot of. I mean, they're hitting middle age by sixteen, dude. Man, I, <laughs> now, granted, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there. Yeah, I mean, there's always been. There's a higher percentage of a big bone lasses out there. In the, <laughs> And guys, the guys are—it's wild, dude. Yeah. I and and uh, you know everybody finds each other, so I think uh, maybe she's just being influenced, you know. I mean, or I don't know. It's like it's funny. My son, you know, now that he's filled out, he's eighteen. I yeah. can see him like he's like. I come home and he's like doing exercise, but he doesn't. He never played sports, so he's just like making up shit, and yeah. he's like in his jeans. <laughs> Like a like a construction worker yeah. trying to lose a couple pounds. Just doing curls, like I don't know. I saw this on Rocky. Or <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you want to go for a hike? He's like, ugh. I'm like, well, that's what it is, you know. Just I'm like, the only way to lo- I'm I'm a terrible influence too, because I'm like, well, listen, the only way to lose weight is to starve yourself. <laughs> I don't give a shit what anybody says. You will have to eat. You'll get sick and you'll feel weak, but you will look good. Once you start getting that gaunt chin line and your face becomes pale and you are like withered and have a hard time standing up, that's how you know you're doing a good job. If you if you see stars when you stand up, too, you are. You know what though? I um my um friend uh was my best friend all through um childhood. He. He put and he's like, he's like a really intense like workout person. Um, he was like, well, for you, you should just walk. He was like, just walk, and that will help more than uh, what he was doing, which is like he he goes to the gym like every day. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, he has a he has a bench press in his house now, but 
Like he goes to the gym every day. He runs on the treadmill. And that stuff to me is just, I'd rather shoot myself in the ear <laughs> than, than just sit there on a treadmill just running in place. But if I got, if you let me go hike, yeah, I will be out there half the day just hiking. And then I look at my watch and I'm like, oh my God, I just, I walked nine miles? Yeah, man, it happens quick, too. That's it. Everybody I know that moves to New York. Like, it kind of thins out. Yeah, I can see that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you even want to own a car in that hellscape? Oh, fuck that. No yeah. way, man. I mean, if you, I'd rather just, if I was going somewhere, I'd rather just rent a car. I mean, if yeah. you're going to own a car in New York, you may as well just store it in New Jersey or something. <laughs> and then just go take a train to New Jersey and drive around. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, I cannot imagine wanting to, when I see, I see, there's so many people driving around New York. You're like, yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's like the, wanting to find a war zone. How do you park? How do you? I mean, there's so many. Yes. It's such a. I don't even like driving around Chicago. Uh, yeah, and I, I like the subway. It's kind of crazy. It's like, oh, okay, what, what kind of crazy zoo situation is it going to yeah, be today? Yeah, you know, and you you got to be on your toe. Like people who get shit faced and drive like use the subway. I'm like, you are you're crazy. Yeah. I, you got. I'm like, I want to have my wits about me. Yeah, everywhere I go, but I, I kind of like that. Uh, I like having to, you know, like have my head on a swivel a yeah. little bit. What is it time for the topic? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. We got one minute. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do you have a topic? Or There's no, no. It's your, you got to have the topic. Well, we, well, originally we were supposed to both bring a topic. That was the original. But we just thing, been flo- we just float been... for so long, and then yeah, there were some good topics today. Uh, learned a lot of information. Uh, oh, okay, I, I mean, I, I always got one. If you, if you got one, I'm ready. Um, what What are some, I mean, you could do, you could talk about life pet peeves, but I was thinking comedy pet peeves, like in the industry of comedy, what are some of your pet peeves? Because I got, I got a laundry list. I bet yours are going to be very long. I have a few. I have quite a few now okay. that I, it's, this is such a good question. Okay. You know what? This is my kind of, I have this pet peeve. And this is just in a general, this is a life one that exists to stand up. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> I don't like, like the amount of time you've been doing comedy, I don't think matters anymore. I don't yes. think it fucking matters. When people are like, yes. I've been doing this for 10 years and da 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 and so I should get, especially, so if you've been doing it for like, so I, this happens a lot to people who have been maybe like, they're just starting to headline. They're starting to get a little, you know, little, little swagger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so maybe they've been doing it five, six, seven years. And then so new people will come to an open mic and they're at an open mic and they're like, these new comics don't res- give me the respect I deserve. They yeah. add, they gave me a note and they should have never given me a note. They should, you know, or they're like, it's like they expect some kind of respect. Yeah. And dude, I don't, <clears throat> I don't get that at all. I mean, I've worked with big name comics that do not act that way at all. And I think those, I mean, it's like, I don't know the people I see that are the most successful in comedy that I want to be like are usually like, they're like, yeah, you should keep doing that. Or you should keep doing, they're like supportive and hyping. Yes. And that's a way that I think you should treat, like if it's somebody's first day of comedy, you should still be nice to that person. Because first of all, just from a professional standpoint, you don't know if that person's going to be the person with opportunities five years down the yep. road. And yep. they'll be like, oh, that was a guy that was nice to me when everyone else was being a dick. It can yeah. be because comedy is can be so fucking isolating and like 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Pushing you out, and it's like becomes this weird high school thing. And it's like, yeah. dude, the bigger the scene, the worse that problem is. Yep. I, and, and it happens in every scene. Like yeah. every scene's like that. Yeah. And, no and I, scene is immune to that. Yeah. And I and I, dude, I get it sometimes because maybe you're. I mean, just the other. I was in uh, when after my retirement gig that ended at five. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a club comedy in Seattle. I checked oh. out their remodel. Have you been to the new one? The because since oh, they did the remodel, yeah. Well, I hadn't seen it, so I went to their open mic, and I was like, "This they, they did a great job. Yeah. It's great there." So I was, I, I did the open mic. I got to see. It's funny. I was like, I was like, "Fuck!" I have more comic friends in Seattle now than I do in Spokane. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "This is depressing." But I was talking with uh, with one of them, and uh, and then somebody who was new came over, and she's like, "Oh, how's it going? Oh, you guys were funny and blah blah." And she's like trying to get in this conversation, and I'm like. I don't fucking know you and I'm trying to catch up with my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was whatever. It was fine. But like, but there's this, there is this, there's a lot of like people who think they have some kind of hierarchy, which is funny because it's yeah. like, dude, you're still coming out to open mics. Like, yeah. don't think too highly of yourself. Yeah. Like if you were so successful, you wouldn't have time to come out to open mics. Yeah. I don't know any like touring comics that are on the road every weekend that are making time for open mic. They can't. They're like, yeah. I'm fucking doing comedy five nights a week and I don't I need to be off. Yeah, like you if know? you're if you're working from Thursday to Saturday, you get back Sunday evening, you have what, Monday and Tuesday yeah. before you gotta start. So yeah. I can see that. Yeah, time to and you can test out enough material on the road. I mean that's yeah. what it's for at that point. I mean, um when you were talking about like the like somehow some of these comics um the success the successful ones are, are, are different i work with dan all weekend man and he's he's such a like like i like i would say a, a, something on stage and then once i got off i would look at my phone and he would text me like the line that i said oh that nice. he thought was was funny and and it's like that he's He's one of those people that's like, for a guy who's headlining to his own audience to be watching your set and texting you. Yeah, like that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that is the kind of positivity because he doesn't have to do that because he was working on his own. Right, material. he's got. His, yeah, but he's. I. I mean, the little bit I've seen him work, he probably did all of his prep earlier that day and was like ready and in his mindset man, man that guy is <laughs> like workaholic the amount of work yeah. he puts in and here's the thing is that these people he's a he he's has he has such a huge following from the podcast he could just go up there and just rattle off the, some of the references to the podcast sure. for yeah. an hour and he could make money for the rest of his life but he doesn't do that he's sitting there and he's like well you know I'm I'm gonna put these. I'm, I'm gonna switch them around a little bit to see if it flows better. And, and oh, that's a real comic doing yeah. his stand-up that is separate from his podcast. Yeah, yeah. that shit's sick. Dude. Like that's not even touching his podcast. Yeah, and, and you know that's the type of stuff where like, and he, you know, and he's been doing it for twenty years. But he, you never, I've never heard him once like talk about like a. Um, Tomlinson, you know, who's been probably doing it half as long. He's yeah, not, Taylor, you know, yeah, he's, he's not never, bitching about her doing yeah, theaters. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You would go crazy. Yeah, if, he's if just you had like, that well, mindset. Not, yeah, she she should be there because that's what mm -hmm. that's she what found her, oh. her niche in the market. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Somebody can literally. I heard this comic go, uh, Michael Summersville out of New York. 
He goes, yeah, comedy's weird. One time I lost a gig to a guy who could uh, play the piano with his toes. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, "Uh, what the hell is that? And then I saw the guy, and I'm like, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty... (laughs) And I mean, so you'd go crazy if you were like, why does this person have this, and I don't have this? You know, I mean, you would go crazy. I mean, because some people... Some people, especially now, yeah, somebody can go viral from an open mic and start booking gigs two years into comedy. Yeah, you know, because that was it used to be like that. Was, I, I used to pet peeve used to be people that would like film their first set and throw yeah. it online. But now I'm like, yeah, fucking may as well. Dude. Yeah, my yeah. I mean, <laughs> what if, does it matter? Dude? Yeah, but at least figure out how to frame your videos for God's yeah. sake, oh dude. My God. I, <laughs> I hate I hate when people use their camera phones. Like in the ninth row, when it's like fifty yards away from the stage, yeah, yeah. it's like, dude, <laughs> we see nothing but empty chairs. Yeah, couldn't you just move? If, if you're gonna use your camera, you phone, you have to get it closer. You, I, I don't, un- especially if you're gonna put it online. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. People don't wanna. People don't wanna seem like they're spying on you while you do comedy. They want it to look. At least somewhat like you gave a shit when you set the camera down. Right. Man, I don't, I thought I had a lot more, but I. You don't have? I feel like I should have more, but, you know, I just, I have such a ridiculous, even if someone, even if I see somebody's act who I'm like, ugh, I don't like that and it's kind of hacky or whatever. Yeah. But if you can make a living doing yeah. it, I'm still just like, good yeah. on you, man. Because oh, this shit is no joke, dude. None of my pet peeves involve like, because you know, we know a comic who is really, his pet peeves are a lot of like, uh, I don't, you know, people who, what he considers hacky yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But like, um, I don't have time to give a fuck about other people's yeah. act. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if, yeah. I, if I don't like a person's act, I'm like, ah, I can whatever. Like, I don't, yeah, it's you just know. not for me. Yeah, if yeah, people exactly. are laughing, yeah, yeah. then I can't do anything about it. Right, right, and that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I just, I what I don't, what I don't like is is like bookers that don't do any research as to what the market is. Yeah, oh, that's what. Yeah, that's another. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like, we will pay you seventy five dollars to drive, you know, three hundred miles and no lodging. Yeah, and like bitch, you're you're what what in what world are people making a living doing what you just proposed? Yeah, because in my in my mind, the comedy should be making a living for at least at a bare minimum the headliner, the producer, and the venue owner yeah. and the people that work at the venue. So those are three parties, and the venue is multiple people. But like it, from just the comedy, the producer should be making some decent money, and the headliner should be making. De- those are two people that should be making a decent amount of money. It used to be a, per the, show. The feature too could make right. Yeah, you can't even expect the feature to make much though, unless it's like a big big shows or whatever. But I used to put, I used to actually on. make um I, I when I first got into a featuring I did make I mean it was. Poverty. It was at the poverty sure. line. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, well, well, taking eight, away the the hotel for features is f- a real bummer. Yeah, I mean that, that really is killing. Yeah. That kills a lot of uh, a lot of it. And you know, and then a lot of these bar gigs that don't pay even the headliner to, they don't put the headliner up, or, or gigs that don't do that. 
I mean, to me, that kind of bugs me, especially if you're trying to put on shows in the region where we're at. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you're going to, it's going to eliminate. It was like, you don't have to pay much more, but figure out the lodging, too. Yeah. Because you're going to, if you you want a regular room that you're doing even once a month, what are you going to book? You're gonna book me every seven months. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean. Yeah. If you have lodging, the you're opening up to Boise, Portland, Seattle, yeah. whatever. You know, Northern um, California too. I yeah, mean, dude. Yeah. People will, dude. The amount if you have a hotel room and two hundred dollars as a producer, <laughs> it is unreal. People yeah. will come from the ends of the earth to do your gig, especially yeah. if it's a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it it blows. Sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, hey, if you want this gig, I can hook you up with this guy. And, and they're like, holy cow, they got onion rings at this place? <laughs> Man, a lot from you, I started changing the way I approached accepting gigs. Because I used to be like that. I used to be like, oh, four hours, $175, I'll make it work. But then... Um, more times than not, it didn't work. Yeah. Like no one would buy um, merch or um, something would happen. You would end up with an extra expense where when you got home, you ended up making 50 bucks. And then yeah. at that point, it's like, that's not worth my my time. So I've been adjusting uh, my criteria for doing a gig. Like now, if someone says, if someone says, hey, I want you to um, headline this bar to honestly if it's not 250 yeah i kind of just i kind of just go i don't right and you I should i mean the best thing even you with can the hotel to, room even with the hotel room right. i'm like nah i i don't know i just well shit man i mean everything's more expensive gas you know i mean yeah. i've basically eliminated all flying because of uh because of how expensive flying's gotten Dude, and rental cars and shit so i'm my, just yeah my plane ticket if I wanted to fly into Madison, yeah, it was going to be $1,200. That's so, crazy. So man. I flew into Milwaukee, which cut it in half, but I couldn't come in on Thursday. I had to go in a day earlier to yeah. save $300. That's a long rickshaw drive. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and I was able to get the, I was able to get the flight and a car and still save half if i would have came on thursday to madison and basically just drive five minutes and at that point it's like that eliminates a lot of these like um the clubs that we work with they have one in appleton and it's like i don't know if i could do it during the summer when gas prices are higher anyway i headlined that club and didn't make money because of the travel costs man, I, I mean it's fucking yeah that, it's it's because it's impossible to get to that and like, that, so people i because i hit up other comics i'm like how are you making that are probably around the same price point as me yeah i'm like how are you making money at this club they're like well, i fly into chicago and then i take a greyhound and then i yeah, you know and it's like then i get a big kite that you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's all these weird things like yeah, if you go to the casino at the Greyhound bus stop they have sandwiches from the hours of noon to six at the hotel lobby and it's like dude yeah I don't uh, want to I, I don't want to live I don't want to be that type of comic it's kind of <laughs> no, like it's just barely yeah just kind of yeah. 
just slithering around through the world. <laughs> like I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'd rather not. Nah, dude. That then that shit sucks. That subsistence living. I mean, that's why I started like producing stuff because it. Uh, I can be in control of it. And if yeah. I lose money, I'm like, well, that was my own fault, you know. Or, yeah. um, but for the most part. You know, it, it usually works out or I'll break even at least. Um, and then at least you can kind of, it's a cheap way to get, going to business school is a lot more expensive. Yeah, you know? that's true. So I'm like, yeah. well, this is a better lesson to learn. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know. I just uh, I just feel like some of these producers, I think what bothers me is when I go to a room and it's low pay, or even, even sometimes if it's decent pay, but you look around you're like, dude, like there's a hundred people here. Everyone's buying forty bucks worth of shit. Yeah, they cost fifteen bucks to get in. Like we made this venue a lot of money. Yeah, and you can't. And it's like if you're a producer, I'm like you can't see, you can't see these people eating. You can't see these people getting tabs. You can't see that they're taking the whole door. I'm like, how hard is it to just go, just take the whole door, risk, but, risk it? You know. But I think, I think that's where people like you are different from the average producer yeah. because a lot of these guys are so aspirational that is that they'll go to the bar or whatever and go all right i want to do a, a, a show here and then the bar owner is like because you know a lot of these guys are so profit driven yeah that they go all right we give you three hundred dollars and uh that's it and then they just go oh okay yeah 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 and then w- once they start seeing how the money's rolling in they go Oh no, and and it's like yeah yeah it's too late now yeah because now if you try to negotiate at any point every time someone's ever told said to me um, next time you come through we're we're gonna have four hundred dollars for the comedian yeah, nope. and you're gonna be at the 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 Ritz and it's like no it's not <laughs> because as soon as you as soon as you yeah, ask they're not for that, give up that money yeah they're not gonna give that yeah. up because they already had it now. Dude, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you want to produce a comedy show and it's a crappy little venue, just go 400 bucks plus the first 400 of the door. Yeah. So that means you get the first 40. If you charge 10 bucks, you get the first 40 tickets, and they get a. So it motivates them to try to sell more than 40 tickets, yep. and uh, that's now that's 800 bucks. And it you know motivates I mean? them yeah. to actually do simple things like take the. The, the flyers that you mailed them and put them yeah, up. Yeah, it's, right, dude. That's a pet peeve of mine is when the 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 place won't even do the simple step of letting their audience, letting the people who come in and out their business know that they have something going on. Yeah, that is a funny thing about comedy is like you're like, man, comics are messed up people. And then you're like, whoa, venues that want to do comedy are filled with messed up yes. people. And oh it's like everybody's goodness. so dysfunctional and they can't <sighs> figure out. It's like sometimes they're just like, it's like, did you try to do anything to make this work? Yeah. Like the least amount of effort possible. Like they just thought that the energy of comedy would <laughs> reverberate through yeah, the town yeah. and just bring people to the building. And it's like, that's not... But that is the job of the producer too, to kind of like baby that shit along, like yeah. to really push the to kind of train these venues. Yeah. So I, I that's I wish there were more producers that didn't do comedy, and could just focus on that. Yeah. Because then it was like that. Those the ones that don't do comedy are the ones that are always like, they're all about the money. Yeah. So their money is always right, you know. But it's uh, whatever. Of course, I'm just I'm talking from the standpoint of a 
fucking ratty ass bar comic who does retirement homes. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, but I mean, no, you can make a living if you take the right deals and make the right deals. Like, I mean, your perspective. I feel like your perspective is valued because uh, you run a company, and you wouldn't run it like a producer would run a bunch of bars. Whereas, like, yeah. oh, I left with fifty bucks. So like, um, how does that cover? How does that help you in any way? Right. Make a an actual living so you can focus on it more. Yeah. Well, people who that dive in and figure it out and keep plugging away, I think they kind of figure it out. I. Yeah. You know. I. I just. Uh, I wish there were more people doing that shit in Eastern Washington because it is fun. I forget yeah. how nice it is to just do local gigs and uh, to be asked to do them. But whatever, dude. Summer right now. It's funny because my fall is filling up, but oh, okay. like uh, my summer, I'm just like, I'm. I just I. So I don't even want to do the summer gigs. You know, huh. I mean, it's so depressing to me. Be sitting there, okay. and the audience is looking at a sunny background yeah. they're looking out the window and they're like we yeah. could be outside right now but the, instead the, we want to talk about listen to this guy the only time it's like not the case is if it's a big comedian they you know they'll come in for oh, a, yeah. a large comedian but if you're at a bar they're like <laughs> i could i could just be at yeah. the lake right now yeah yeah well that's uh that would be the sick part about being having a fan base yeah. Is like now you're like the summer event. Yeah. Like, even if you're a club comic that can sell. Yeah. People are like, this is a fucking this, our greatest day yeah. ever. We spent the day on the boat and now we're watching this guy we saw from YouTube. Yeah. But you know yeah. what's cool is Dan, um, he takes the summer off and him and his um family goes and and um on vacation and stuff, which I think is a great time to to do that. Yeah. If you you know, if you have a family or if you're one of those people that want to take Well, especially because his stand-up is a lot of storytelling. So it's like you got to go live yeah. to create those stories. Yeah, you got to yeah. Yeah, live unless you just want to be one of these guys who's all all the jokes are about the airport. <laughs> no, I, well, it's funny. I look at my jokes now and I'm like, huh, well, this joke was a $3,000 trip to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I get a million views, $50 from Facebook. No big deal. Almost paid off that trip to Vegas. Uh, yeah, I'm like, this. I had to take my family to Disney for this joke. That was a fuck ton of money. Dude, I, my, my grandma left my mom some money, and she said, I want you to travel with this. She's yeah. taking me our whole family to Thailand. Wow, that is. It's a big, I, I don't know how much this is costing, but I'm like, if I can get some material from this, che- this is, is going cheap. to be the most expensive joke ever told. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a lot, dude. It's, yeah, it's because it, my mom was like, well, I was going to take a bunch of little trips, but why don't we just go crazy? And I'm like, yeah. this is pretty crazy. She went to my son and goes, where do you want to go? Like, I'll take you anywhere in the world for your graduation trip. I'm like, I got two kids. How much yeah. did grandma leave you? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to Thailand for my oldest son and for uh, my youngest son, we're just going to go to Leavenworth. <laughs> that's interesting that your son um, said Thailand. It, I know. Well, it, but that's another thing is I'm like, he just fucking came up with this. Like my wife's wanted to go to Italy Ooh. for 20 years. Oh. You know what I mean? So I'm like, Does like he know about he's that? He's 17. Yeah, we were kind of pushing. We're like, you know, aren't you a history buff? You know, they got a lot of cool stuff out there yeah. in Italy and Greece. But he uh, he wanted to go to Norway because that's his big thing. He likes Norway for some reason. I mean, well, he's not into death metal. I, I know. He's not, yeah, it's. <laughs> 
It's pale women. If I uh, could, if I could speak the language, I would have already moved there. They're all they all speak English. Oh, I, I no. guess I guess I'm yeah. gonna get a passport. Yeah, just learn how to say fjords and. Then... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wild, dude. Norwegians don't even like because my son watches Norwegian. You can find Norwegian shows on Netflix. Man, what Because he studies about? the he studies the language, yeah. so he'll watch it with like maybe English subtitles, but he'll listen. He'll try to pick up what he can. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Uh, they're pretty. I mean, they're just they're like shows here. You know, oh, it's a detective and uh, somebody got murdered in yeah, this small town or it, whatever. W- like it looks. It, wouldn't it look more like? It's taking place in Alaska. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. very green. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. And it's also like, it's uh, there's also just like funny mixes of people that you wouldn't see, you know, in like like American TV. Like it's funny because people are like, uh, I don't know. Like I feel like Ice T being on Law and Order. Yeah. Just was like we need to like like for twenty years this has been all white people. <laughs> Let's put the kill a cop guy in this. To, you know. <laughs> but like you're watching Norwegian TV, you're like, what kind of small town has a Jamaican woman detective <laughs> and a skinny Scotsman? As a, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just like the craziest. <laughs> <laughs> Next, like, I, don't, I don't know anything about Norway. I guess I thought there were way less Jamaicans. <laughs> and so it it is kind of a wild thing, dude. But uh, but my son loves it. I was really hoping we'd go there, but yeah. uh, Norway. Going to any of those like Finland, Norway. So, you know these white people countries. Is what I cold the cold whites. <laughs> anyway, it's expensive as shit. Thailand's still expensive, but it's but once you're in Thailand, it's pretty cheap, dude. We're yeah. doing a lot of cool shit, staying at like dope hotels, and it's right. not much, man. Like you can get like a Hilton in downtown like Bangkok for like. 90 bucks a night Good yeah gracious, it's pretty it's pretty man. sick dude and it's uh and one day we're gonna like we're spending a couple days at the beach i don't know i, don't, I actually didn't pay attention at all <laughs> so what the, i'm like just playing all this shit this feels like a lot and uh what's funny is like now we're a couple weeks away yeah. and i'm like let's go to a muay thai fight and they're like a <laughs> little late for getting in on the planning i'm like come on i hear they i hear it's crazy you know <laughs> i heard they throw a chicken in the ring <laughs> That's how they tenderize it. Before they it. <laughs> Kick the shit out of this chicken. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Those are. So- do you have any more pet peeves for comedy? All right. I'll just. I'll, I'll just do it. a couple. Um, I hate when shows don't start on time. That's a That's pet peeve crazy. of mine. Because uh, people people always the excuse is always more people will show up. That's. That has never happened. Right. That's never happened. It's not a jazz concert. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, but fucking start on time. Yeah. The Timing people, matters. The people that you have in there right now. Yes. That's what you got. Yeah. And if people come in when the show has started, they've learned a lesson that you can't show up 30 minutes late. And for some reason, man, people just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't. That's like, I've I've gone to see two like off Broadway plays. Soon as it says seven, 
the lights dim, they start. And if people are, you know, like they got a bunch of beers or whatever in their hand trying to get to the seat, well, Too you should have planned better. Yeah. And that's that's one. Uh, well, any legitimate comedy club is. I noticed yeah. that when I started, they were. It's yeah. like you are starting on time. Even not very legitimate comedy clubs. Yeah, we'll start, start if they're doing shows every weekend. They are starting at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that I think that really shows how professional everything is going to be. If you start thirty minutes late, it's like, well, it, is the person is the host even going to have pants on? What? Yeah, right. What's missing out of this? And it's also like kind of disrespectful. Like we don't we don't value your time. Mm-hmm. The people who paid and sat their asses down. Fuck no, your time. if it's starting late, there's going to be a, a domestic assault in the parking lot. Afterwards. <laughs> that's the kind of place you're at. <laughs> there's a pickup truck that's going to get dented with someone's face. <laughs> another another um, pet peeve of mine is uh if if I do your show pay me don't make me um chase you around oh, man. that doesn't really happen as much anymore but when I started and you would do these bar shows and they would be like oh you pick up the money from the the bartender yeah. and the bartender would just be like the show's over but I'm gonna go out and have a smoke break and do everything else. Yeah. And it's like, what? What do you think? What do you What do you think is going on right now? I I came in. I, I provided the service. I want to go back to my hotel room and watch um, forensic files now. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and wait for you to you know finish get your talk with somebody you're hitting on or whatever. Just pay me. I know. I hate that. It's like you're forced to kind of hang out for a while. Have you ever had like a great show and then sold a bunch of merch and you're like, damn, well, bye. And you're like almost leave without getting paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's that definitely happened to me. I actually did that. It, well, I didn't sell merch, but it was just a good time. Yeah. And uh, it was Zany's in Chicago. Oh, okay. And I just left. And I was oh, like, shit. oh, shit. I didn't get paid. And then at the, at the, ne- the end of the next year, they were like, we have a $70 check for you, and they mailed it. <laughs> I was like, you guys are good people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I, most people would have already oh, been like, well, yeah, this is cocaine money now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I've had good I've had good bookers kind of do where I have to kind of be like, hey, man, what's going on? That whole, dude, chasing, chasing people around for like just hanging out. You're like, so? Yeah. Time to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You we, you talked about regrets at the beginning of the show. I one of my regrets, um, uh, it was going to be me headlining. Kelsey Cook was featuring, and her boyfriend at the time was also on the show. We were going to Yakima, and uh, this I, I forget the name of the room, but it was like a. It's like, it's, you know, these rooms is like, we're just going to provide everything. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do everything. And they decided to get into comedy. Well, they didn't do any advertising. And no one showed up. <laughs> like, when I said no one showed up, it was almost like people didn't even know that they were a business. No <laughs> one was in there. 
Perfect. And so after, and so now there's a discussion of should we, should we do the show for no one? And Kelsey, rightfully so, was like, no, that's ridiculous. And so now we're trying to square up with the guy. And he is doing the classic sketchy guy thing of, oh, I sent a guy to the, the bank, to the ATM, but he's having trouble at the ATM. And so we're going to have to wait. And so what he was doing, well, he was just going to wait us out. Yeah. And me being a person who tries to avoid confrontation as much as possible, I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to hop in my car, drive back. But Kelsey was like, yeah, man, no, no, she's you agreed on this. And this is what you're going to pay us. So we will wait here until that person figures out how ATMs work. Yeah, you got to be tough lady. And, if, you're, <laughs> if you're a lady in comedy, you got to yeah, be a little tougher than the rest. Yeah, and I, I was so ashamed of myself because I, I had known Kelsey for a while then. Yeah. And I would known um, Kane for a while then. And I considered them friends. And I was just trying to avoid confrontation. I was willing to not see that their needs, their needs for to, to get paid. Like, yeah, I'm not going to have this money. I'm out of money. But, I, you know, I'll I, I just check it as a loss and not um, work with this person again. But, you know, to Kelsey, it was like, no, we did everything in our power to get this show started. Yeah. You yeah. didn't do the bare minimum of actually getting people in here. So, <laughs> We should be getting our money, and then you learn your lesson. We shouldn't have to learn our lesson. And it was like three or four hours. So from Jesus eight, Christ, so it was dude. it was like almost midnight. I would have just taken a chair. When the guy, we dude, that's that's basically what we started doing. We started joking about like things we could just take. Yeah, give me a bottle of, give me like four bottles of your whiskey. Yeah, I was like, hey man, I don't even drink, but I know Great Goose is expensive. Just give me two of those bottles, and uh, the you know the guy came in, just walk in the parking lot and smash. Yeah. <laughs> he he paid us. He paid us every dime that we. Um, that we were supposed to, and you, man, when he was handing us the money, you could tell he was like, because just the way he was putting it in our hands, <laughs> he was like, motherfuckers didn't yeah. even do anything. And it's like, and it's like, no, you didn't do anything. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. Dude, one time I bought a van. This is, I mean, sim I bought a van one time from this dude, and he wouldn't, he didn't, he didn't market his, you gotta like report it as sold. You yeah. Know, into t like, so I could, so 60 days go by, I couldn't, get it insured oh, right and i gotta use this for work i got somebody all these people waiting for dude <laughs> i looked up where this guy lived which was not like in a neighborhood like he was kind of out in the country a little bit yeah and i went to his house and i'm just like and i was on my way to a skate park so i'm like wearing like a shitty t-shirt and shorts <laughs> and i'm like doo, 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 doo. Boom, 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 boom. and i could hear people walking around so, and his wife and she's like what and i was like <laughs> does so-and-so live here she's like yeah that's my husband i'm like well, I bought a van from him 62 days ago. He should have found the thing. And then, dude, he got on it like that. Yeah. But, like, you got to be, like, when people start ripping you off, like, the you you got to, going after them like that, it's so, it's hard. I, I mean, I've, yeah. I've hired a lot of people who have accounts receivable uh, duties, 
and yeah. uh, nobody wants to be the person getting yelled at by a lady in a nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be Kelsey's that person. She's willing to be yelled yeah. at by a person in a nightgown, apparently. And I felt, I felt, I felt really um, shitty about it because I, I didn't want to let my friends down and. Basically, I I did in that moment. Well, I bet if it was just you and K- I don't even know Kane, but I bet he would have been like, "Yeah, let's go." Yeah, she, she's, dude, she's she's yeah. There's a reason why she's successful, man. She I mean, doesn't put up a shit. <laughs> but she also, I mean, she she had a perfect point. You know, the, yeah, this yeah, is absolutely. Two, no, the, there a deal's a deal. Yeah, this is a deal between two parties, and yeah. one party did shit all, and so some. You know, why should we be out? You know, like in every other situation that that place would deal with on a day to day, if the other person was wronged, they would still get compensated somehow. Right. right. Well, that I've had good luck with comedy because I just I know people who get ripped off or or, you know get stiffed or whatever. I think I just give off enough psycho energy. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That people like this dude. This retirement gig, I was actually kind of worried. I'm like, maybe they didn't get the right quote. You know, maybe they thought the deposit was the whole amount. Yeah, because I was like, "How the fuck was this worth it to them?" You know, I mean, even though it was everybody had a great time and they were very thankful, and uh, I, 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 you know, but the guy, yeah, he paid in full the next day, but the, the mm. but he waited. It was a day before yeah. I, he he wired me the money, and I was like, "Oh, let's see what happens." Yeah, and he wanted an invoice, and I sent the invoice, and he's like, "Sometimes I feel like sometimes I get gigs because people see my stuff and they want to be my friend." Because this guy okay. was like, it was great meeting you. I saw you live in Spokane. You want to go hang out at oh. this winery someday? And the guy was really cool. So I was yeah. like, yeah, dude, you have my number. Hit me up. Yeah, up. But when, when he said that, I'm like, this guy's definitely paying this invoice now. <laughs> 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 Just be like, I thought you were cool, man. <laughs> no tip. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we got mission accomplished yeah, here I think at Brodeads we got one today. In the bag. Hopefully, we didn't blow out the audio, but I think it was, I think the audio is going to be good. It's going to be good. I think you should keep listening. Check out Instagram, Brodeads, uh, and uh, you know what? Come, uh, come, have me uh, tickle your dog. Uh, Eighty-five dollars, <laughs> uh, and it'll be a good time. I'll do it any within a three hundred mile radius. <laughs> brodadscast at gmail.com send us any um, topics that you want us to uh, go over Um, I will be in Seattle um, the second and third club comedy yep club comedy oh go go out if you listen to this from Seattle you gotta go see it come see me it's a great club I will show you my butthole if you ask for it $85 $85 and I will show you my butthole which is terrible I, I don't know why you would pay to see that that's like being paid to see roadkill (laughs) (laughs) but until next time man go out and tickle some balls or a labia you know finger your friends yeah finger your friends good night good night you dirty bitches